Um, so this is, I'm not going to do a beam pitch. Obviously, it's a V brown bag. So we just wanted to touch on there's five features within beam that are, who is a beam customer user in the call. So I really just want to touch on five things that you may have not known is in the in the product from a beam availability suite point of view. Apologies for the font. The font on my laptop looks a lot better. It's obviously going and towing the line of fantastic beasts and where to find them, but the font is broken on the, on this laptop. So I'm Michael Cade. I'm a global technologist at, at Veeam, but that is really all, all you need to know around that is I, I obviously go around presenting about Veeam products, but also around what we see every day about how critical data is, the growth of data, the sprawl, etc. So the things that we're going to look at is, and very quickly, and most of it is video, so we'll get into the demo pretty quick on each one, is scale-out backup repository, per VM file change, backup IO control, something that we really don't shout enough about is quick migration, and then the new vSphere web client from, from a Veeam point of view, as well as some community projects, so open source stuff that we use on a daily basis, whether it's PowerShell scripts or just tools that we can do some cool stuff with. So the first one is scale-out backup repository. Does anyone, any of you use scale-out backup repositories? Okay, so we won't need to go into too much detail about what, what that is, but hopefully this starts playing straight away, or if not. So what Scale-Out Backup Repository is, is a software-defined backup storage. So it allows us to take different disk types, different LUNs, disks, volumes, pull them together as one large extent, and allows us to then send our backup files to it. There's two options to that, whether it's locality, so think about where LUNs have a size um, deficiency where they can only be two terabyte LUNs, so LUN management becomes a bit of a pain, so we have to obviously manage that. But then also performance, so if we've got a tier of NAS, a dedupe device, and maybe some SSD or faster disk, then we can pull those together, and from that we can then start to pick and choose where those backup, where our incremental backups land. So for example, if we've got fast disk, an incremental will thrive on going to that SSD disk because it's a quick, fast recovery point that we're pushing onto it. As well as dedupe devices, right? So full backups, they're going to thrive to go to that because we want to get as much efficiency out of that. So, and then ultimately, we see it as a normal repository at that point. So we just go through our backup job and we point it to the storage and you see it as a scale-out backup repository. No different in terms of just somewhere to store it. The thing that you would have seen through that wizard was the per VM file chain. So what that means is traditionally we create a backup file and it, we take all of the virtual machines in that job and we couple them all together in our VBK format and we push it to the repository. Now when we're talking about things like dedupe devices, they thrive on multiple write streams. So if you think about that one big VBK file, with, which is a mammoth size because it may have 500, 1,000 VMs in, is that that's just one write stream into that, that target. So where per VM file chains come in is we take it down to a VM level, so each VM then has a VBK, which means we can have multiple write threads going into that, into that backup. So again, if I tick this, hopefully you guys can see that at the back as well. It's a bit small. Um, 
So again, we take that backup job. If we go and look at that, that job, it's a, it, we set that per VM on the repository. So whether that be a scale-out backup repository or a simple basic repository. So again, we, we run through that job. And this is a job that's been running as a full, full backup file. So everything's combined. You can see we've got a VBK, we've got our VRBs. There are incrementals thereafter. Then if we go back into our repository setting, and we, we tick that box to say we want them to be per VMs. So again, we run through this simple wizard. What does that look like? Go to advanced, then we, the bottom one is the use per VM. Click finish, go back into the job. Now to trigger that and to change what that looks like on the repository, we have to run a full, an active full backup. So it just resets that. So once that's done and that spins through and, and takes that setting, then we jump back into that backup job, we run that again, and I'll show you what it looks like within that file system just to prove that they are per VM. So if you think that's a dedupe device, we've got multiple write streams now going to that. So yeah, we're running an active full. And then if we jump down here, you'll now see that we've got the different virtual machines, the separated virtual machines in individual VBK format. And that VBK can then be portable wherever it needs to go. We don't care where that runs, right? So we can we can open that with Veeam free. If your maintenance window finishes in, in terms of support, you can still open that VBK format with Veeam free. So another another um, feature that we have that many people don't know is backup IO control. So backup IO control is the ability for us to monitor the production data stores within vSphere and understand if we are encroaching on that, that performance of that data store. Because obviously, yeah, backup's important, but ultimately we want to be able to not impact any performance on the production set, right? So again, it's a setting that is in the interface that allows us to set this. Again, they should all be clicking and playing. And to set this, so again, non-destructively, we can turn this on, turn it off. Up in that, we've got the ability to turn on this storage latency control. And then we can get quite granular on those data stores. So if we have a gold, silver, bronze type, type data store layout, just for argument's sake, we can then go and pull those. And then we can set two limits to that. So the first limit is, OK, we're not going to start any more Veeam processes because we don't want to upset the the performance of that production data store and the VMs that reside on it. And then the second number is we're actually going to stop all of our workload on that. But if you think about how gold, so gold is going to be running our mission critical VMs. We never want to encroach on that. But we might obviously need to back that up. So we need to consider that from a latency point of view. You can see stop latency is where that's the hard ceiling. And we're going to say, right, stop that if it hits. 20 milliseconds, 7 milliseconds, and we can get granular in terms of choosing what data store has what latency. And those two, two ceilings just allow us to get, just to be really granular on how we're de determining what that quality of service looks like within, um, within our infrastructure, within our vSphere environment. So yeah, all I'm doing there is setting the different latency for the different data stores. Has anyone used backup IO control? Did you know that was a thing? Okay. 
So there's two variants of that, and without going into a sales pitch on that, is it's in Enterprise and it's in Enterprise Plus. Enterprise Plus gives you the granularity of being able to go into individual data stores. Enterprise allows you to do a global I.O. control, so it will, set, it, will, it will do it on all of the data stores within your environment. Has anyone heard of Veeam Quick Migration? Okay, so this is probably, again, something that we don't talk about and we don't, definitely don't talk about enough. And really what this is, is the ability to take, so everyone's done a storage vMotion, everyone's done a vMotion, everyone's gone through the process of, okay, I've got 40 VMs that I need to move from this storage to this storage, or I need to move 10 VMs from this host to this host. You have to go through each individual VM, right click, migrate, and go through that wizard that you see. What Quick Migration does, it still leverages storage vMotion, or vMotion, but what it will do, is allows us to now group, we can pull a load of VMs. So one, one thing I'm going to do here, so we can see all of our infrastructure VMs that we have. Just do, we, That's another feature that but I couldn't give that a section, is that there's a search, like being able to highlight, and not very many people know about that either. But So that's there, it allows us to now, we're going to choose those, those machines. I want to quick migrate, I want to move them off this host, and I want to push them to a different location. So I've, I've selected multiple VMs. Where does, where do, what host do I want to push that to? Don't have to change that, we can though. What data store, what resource pool, what VM folder, etc. So if you wanted to do, just do a tidy up of your infrastructure, rather than right clicking on each individual VM, especially large environments, we can use this to speed up that, that process. And we'll do it concurrently as well. So again, if we want to use leverage storage vMotion, we can change the data store. These are all living on a, on a uh, physical solid file LUN at the moment. We're going to push them over to a vSAN data store. So at VMworld, we should put it to VMware's uh, storage. We choose a proxy, or we can use automatic selection. Give us a summary of what we're going to do and where we're going to move them to. And um, what mode are we going to use? So I mentioned around vMotion and SVMotion. We'll use them first. We go down the list and we see, right, have you got that license? Great. If you haven't got that license, this is another cool tool because we've got our own thing called Smart Switch that allows us to, it's, it powers down the machine in this, this instance, not with obviously vMotion and SVMotion. But if you didn't have that license, then we can use quick migration or smart switch that allows us to still move them machines, but it'll, it'll, there'll be a slight downtime to them. But ultimately, it allows us to bulk them, bulk select their machines and send them over. Obviously, I've sped this up so that we're not sit here, sat here watching um, for two minutes of the, the migration. They're all very small VMs. And once that last one finishes, we'll jump back in and we'll see that that's moved moved over to to the uh, to the, the new host and the new storage. That's just playing that again. Also, so obviously from a VMware point of view, um, vSphere web client, so I'll quickly run through this while, while we're playing. So obviously the HTML5 came out with, I believe, vSphere 6.5. So has anyone used the Veeam web client? Okay, so again, gives you visibility as, an, as a VMware admin, gives you visibility and look into what that backup looks like. So it gives you quite a nice interface to go and look at that. And that's on HTML5. From here, we can start to right click on virtual machines or groups of virtual machines and allows us to protect those. 
It will also link into using RESTful API and Beam 1, so we get monitoring information from that. So what we do here, if we right click on one of these virtual machines, we've now got an extra tab down the bottom here, which is backup, and allows us to either do a quick backup, which is an incremental backup outside of the backup job schedule, or we can send it to a Veeam zip, so a, a consolidated file, or yeah, a, a restore point that can be portable around there. So Veeam vSphere web client. Then community projects. So one of the key things for us is community, and every product that we have that has a free tier to that. So one of the, and so we have a GitHub page called um, Veeam Hub that allows it, that's where all of our PowerShell scripts, that's where a lot of our community open source, I've just done a session on Chef and Terraform that allows us to dynamically deploy and destroy our Veeam proxies as and when you need them so you can be more dynamic in terms of footprint. Um, if I just quickly play this one. So one of the tools is something called Super Edit. So here's Veeam Hub on GitHub. I've got like one minute left. So Super Edit is a, a way of bulk changing a load of backup jobs or configuration within our backup server. So if, for example, we want to, let's say we've moved to a dedupe device and we no longer want all of our Veeam backup jobs to run dedupe on a per VM, uh, a per backup job. So we can go through, we can see the jobs that we've got, and now we can multiply, multi select them in multiples and make changes to them in a bulk, super edit type, type way. This is just a wrapper, it's using PowerShell and APIs underneath that allows us to go and, and make those changes on a, on a bulk. And that could be backup jobs, that could be repositories, that could be proxies, and we can make a large amount of changes rather than going through each individual backup job and making those changes or every single repository and we can make those changes whether so here whether this is using swap file exclusions but ultimately there's dedupe compression which is probably the most common one if we're going to see a customer migrate from let's say a, a DAS type solution into a dedupe well, there's no point in burning CPU cycles on the Veeam servers anymore because you're going to ultimately get a better dedupe from a global dedupe device. So come in here, select all your backup jobs, turn off dedupe, job done. And with that, that sees the time. Thank you very much. Hopefully that was useful.